What's up, queens? Welcome to the bonus content. And this week we are back to kink shaming and roasting the BDSM community. I'm on my kink shaming 24-7, so I never let up. I never have to get ready because I stay ready. Yeah, it's just like, but what's really getting to me now is the clear grooming and pressure that is being leveled against younger women, particularly Gen Z, about their sexual boundaries and how the BDSM community, in quotation marks, are basically seeing these women's sexual boundaries and that they think that kink is gross, it's abusive, which they are correct, that they see it as a personal attack on themselves. And this is why we are back to roasting them. So what happened? So explain what happened. So there's been a series of tweets around the idea of consent and the safe word. So we'll drop a link to this particular tweet, which basically set off a huge debate around consent and safe words. And it says, the concept of a safe word scares me because why doesn't no or stop suffice? And you want me to believe BDSM doesn't revolve around rape culture. This person has an excellent point purely because it shouldn't take a safe word before your sexual partner knows that you are uncomfortable or that you're in severe discomfort. And the thing is as well is that when you are in a BDSM like session, if you're being whipped or tied down or flogged, then your body can enter the fight or flight response and you can actually forget what your safe word is, like purely because of the stress of the situation because even though they say it's only role play the body doesn't know that so when you are being you know beaten up or being consensually raped in quotation marks you know the body doesn't separate that from a real rape and so you'll still have those same reactions including potential loss of memory and the freeze response as well and not to mention as well like the safe word is if if we look at the average bdsm relationship it's always you know, the man who is the dominant and the woman who is a submissive. And on average, the average man can do a lot more damage physically to a woman than the other way around as well. So this is why the safe word to me is just irresponsible and reckless. And when I was in the community and even now, the number of women who were blamed when they were raped or sexually assaulted or the scene went too far and they were really, really badly hurt, the number of women who were blamed because they didn't use the safe word was really, really high. Like, victim blaming was rampant. And it gave these dominants, who should have known better, who should have been able to read their body language in advance, it just gave them a get-out clause, basically. And then they'll be like, well, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, he went too far, but you should have safe-worded. So the blame is 50-50 at best. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how the BDSM community can try to justify the idea that they exist outside the boundaries of what normal male-female dynamics are. And what often happens is that it creates a hierarchy in which, you know, there's a lot of victim blaming and men are prone to take advantage of a situation where they have plausible deniability, right? Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. abusive tendencies. So, I, I mean, I feel like that's pretty straightforward and clear and, and People are like in outright denial. So there, there's a follow-up tweet I, I just um, sent that says, basically there's a lot of like Gen Z women on Twitter who are complaining about millennials like uh, harassing them. And also TikTok as well, which I'm really happy to see because TikTok is so bad for like BDSM and just general advice around sex for young women. 
So this one was from at Post Nuclear Jones says, I'm not done talking about this because I'm so sick of millennials harassing Gen Zers and grooming them into thinking that sexual abuse is empowering and then having the audacity to get mad when we feel uncomfortable because young people setting boundaries is unacceptable. Uh, consent is sexy until it's a teenager telling you to fuck off because you're a creep. <laughs> Have you ever considered that maybe it's not the kids who are too puritanical, but the problem is actually yourself and your inability to act like a normal adult? Read! i mean i feel like i mean i agree i can't stand these millennials who are like this either and i totally get why gen z's like what the f- I, i'm glad they're rebelling against it and i'm like i feel like all the millennials who are doing this should feel like olds you know like i feel like i'm totally fine with the age shaming of this like just like shut up second shut up third wave feminist like stop telling stop trying to groom the youths into this like completely fucked up lifestyle and it's absolutely true you know as i've said before this isn't to promote bdsm as a practice but bdsm went rapidly downhill when it became mainstream and anybody thought that they could do it and do it well and even people within the community that i that i still speak to at the moment would say the same thing there was a mark um like shift in the quality of the community when things like 50 shades of gray came out when there was an explosion in you know bdsm erotica when porn became more bdsm focused like choking became the norm in pornography it really really caused the community to rapidly decline as well and it's continuing to go downhill and this is why i'm really glad these uh you know these that Gen Z are pushing back on this because BDSM, just like any other almost patriarchal institution, it's relying on the grooming of women. So a lot of women, I know, like I got into it when I was only 18. A lot of women will be 18, 20, 21. And obviously at that point, the community is often saturated, you know, with, you know, with the men who are much older than them, at least 10 years older than them, than than some of them. So already if these young women were to enter into BDSM, they will be, they would be on the back foot in quite a, um, in quite an obvious way in terms of age differences as well. And it's not like these older men, they have any clue what they're doing. A lot of them are just porn sick losers who just want to find a willing victim to enact their, exactly, <laughs> you know, to enact their fantasies from, you know, and, you know, people are asking the question, you know, why do these men get off on physically hurting women? And it's porn. I didn't meet a single dominant who didn't watch porn. And they all said it. Like, I watched porn when I was younger. I don't watch it now. I mean, one of them literally said to me, right, I used to watch porn, but I don't have to now because I found real women I can enact my fantasies on, basically. And so there was that escalation from watching it in a screen to actually doing to actually doing it on women. And he still watched porn, by the way, because he used to be on all the Reddit, like, not safe for work subreddits, which is porn, but yeah. So, so a lot of this was kicked off by a couple of tweets from these like weird kink positive people on Twitter. You know, there's people like the anime profiles and like yes. the hundred <laughs> pronouns and just chatting shit about social justice issues. Those sorts of people. Yeah, a lot of whom are like, yeah, I don't know. They're just they're just trying to like push the culture wars a certain way and push it towards a like very kink forward vision of the future because apparently this is like progressive and i don't really get the idea of like why kink is like inherently progressive right because so much of the politics surrounding it are still often very sexist and still fall along 
male dominance and female submissive roles, which has been preached by the church and shit forever. So I don't know what they're talking about. Like, I don't know either. Like I said, sometimes I feel like kink, all of kink is just bizarre world Christianity while they're saying everyone else is a Puritan. It's very weird. So let me see this other one that was, uh, so this, so there's a tweet, me getting tied up, having fun, enjoying myself, feeling refreshed and cheerful afterwards, random red femmes online. No, no, no. You're not having fun. You're being traumatized and vic- victimized. I know your brain better than you do. And then like below there was a bunch of Gen Z people were like, looks like your age and then dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And then like, not going to lie. Uh, and then, then the guy replies, uh, this is like some kind of, I'm assuming like fake doctor called Dr. CM chat and that replies, not going to lie. It's really sad to see so much of Gen Z being radicalized. Whoa, what? Um, and then a bunch of people respond like, no, it's very good that we are staying away from sexualized violence. And then the kink person, Dr. Chatton goes, please touch grass. And then that's your reaction to me criticizing violent structures against women. And then Dr. Chatton goes, the fact that you think BDSM is inherently violent, a structure against women shows how badly you need to touch grass. Okay, but if, okay, so I don't understand what the argument is. Like Joan of Arc replies, oh no, a Gen Z are thinking that sexual violence is bad. The kids have gone too far. Do I have to call the police to check your hard drive? Uh, you say that sexual violence is bad and you get 30 people in your quote tweets screaming about how you're oppressing them with your kink shaming. <laughs> and the concept of like kink shaming is just absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, first of all, if you feel, you know, personally offended that somebody doesn't, you know, share your sexual preferences, that's a you problem because you've clearly made your sexual preferences your entire identity, which again is a you problem. But secondly, it's just like, you know, say, for example, I was uh, eating cheesecake. That's my favorite food. And then somebody says, I don't like cheesecake. And then I'm like, you're food shaming me. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how stupid that sound? But but it's because they make it's it's because they make the kink their identity. And that's why when people if they rail against it, they feel personally attacked. Like there's so many people in the community who are like, I'm a submissive. And that's literally their whole identity. Yeah, I think that's it's that as well as like, once again, when your logic and justification is built in a flimsy house of cards, any type of small like flick at the bottom makes people really, really nervous and they start freaking out unjustifiably because they know a lot. There's a lot of truth in what people are saying, right? And they don't want to have to examine that. So it's easier just to just react and say, you guys are being Puritans. You don't understand my beliefs, etc." Yeah. But don't you think it's weird that this sort of, you know, not being willing to examine your sexual preferences or where they come from, it's the same people that say, if you don't want to date a trans person, if you don't want to date someone who's fat, or if you don't want to date somebody who's disabled, you need to really examine your preferences and see why. Right. But they don't take their own advice when it comes to kink. I mean, even when I was like neck deep in the BDSM community, I never once believed that it was compatible with feminism. And it was around the time I was like sort of starting to get into radical feminism as well. And there was a period where I almost held both of them at the same time, but I knew that they were not compatible with each other at all. I always knew that. Yeah. I mean, there's been a, a really, it's, it's, I'm actually encouraged to see like how well Gen Z seems to be breaking down so much of the common tropes that people are trying to mm-hmm. to base force on them that people have put forth especially with millennials to say that this is going to be like a feminist act so here's here's a pretty good tweet bdsm is rooted in male supremacy and therefore it illustrates the sexualized version of social and cultural meaning of of gender complementarianism eroticized gendered violence reifies heterosexuality 
femininity and masculinity, BDSM is the erotic counterpart of male domination. A common rebuttal to rad femme criticisms of BDSM is, but what about male subs who want female doms? By definition, they all top from the bottom. Their fantasies are extremely heteronormative. Penetration is degradation. Feminization is humiliating. Women are props to them. So yeah, it's extremely heteronormative and extremely patriarchal while the king people are trying to argue that it's not. And like I said, I feel like they just don't want to address that cognitive dissonance of it. So they just keep like reacting to anybody who says that like, not even criticizes them, but just says like, it's not for me because it's way, way, way too close to enacting sexual violence. And that apparently is a problem for people even stating that because they don't want to have to examine to the extent that they're participating or reinforcing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so we came across an article that talks about choking during sex and how common it is amongst college students. And to the shock of absolutely nobody, this article actually found that most people or most women, because it's it's primarily women being choked, don't find it very pleasurable because they're being strangled. Like you can't, you know, someone else can't choke you. You could you choke on a piece of food that went down the wrong hole, or if you ate too fast. But what is happening is strangulation, essentially. And I would be curious to talk to someone who actually is into this sexually, because like I don't find anything sexual about it. I mean, in fact, like it just feels like violence to me. If a guy, it, it just feels like rape, and like it doesn't feel good to me at all. Like if a guy's trying to like cut off my air passages while I'm having sex with him, I guess you know, bare minimum credit awarded. But when I was in the BDSM community, a lot of people within the community made it very clear that there is no safe way to choke somebody. There's absolutely no safe way to do it. And even if the person seems fine afterwards, it can cause all sorts of issues. It can lead to a stroke. It can lead to, you know, brain damage. And the problem is the men doing the choking, they get it from porn. They've got no idea what they're doing. And a lot of the dominance, they're not even trained in basic first aid. So if the submissive was to black out for whatever reason, um, and which was really, really common, there were there were stories from lots of women who would say, you know, he choked me till I passed out, which is so dangerous. He basically, that's attempted murder, basically, or the bare minimum attempted manslaughter. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, OK, so related, but OK, so if just think about it just logistically when you're having sex and someone's choking you like if you're doing missionary a guy like basically has to have his his hands around your neck and kind of like he has has his weight right like on on his hands usually which makes it kind of yeah pretty dangerous that if you're not careful you could actually hurt yourself that way even if you're doing it if you're doing it doggy style like he could probably choke you from the back of the neck i've had i've had guys like maybe hold the back of my neck or hold my hair or my head or even my shoulders but like yeah yeah that yeah that's fine but this is like around your neck like and it doesn't it doesn't actually take a lot of pressure to to basically strangle somebody especially if we look at the strength of the average man like their grip strength is so much stronger than women's yeah like i can't imagine like i'm just trying to think of like a ma- like just straight up just from a logistical standpoint if you're doing it i think thinking through it if you're being choked in such a way, like during sex, like it's almost in a place where a man would have to throw his weight behind it because like he'd have to be gripping you in such a way that you would hold his weight. So that's that's what makes it so insanely 
dangerous to do. Yeah. So dangerous. So this article says choking during sex is surprisingly common among college students, even though most don't find it very pleasurable. And this is by Emily Manis. And so it begins. A choking during sex was once taboo, but has become an increasingly popular topic in today's society. But just how common is it? A study published in Archives of Sexual Behaviour suggests that 40% of undergraduate and graduate students have participated in sexual choking. Now, the rise of social media and internet pornography <laughs> has led to rapid increase in sexual choking, especially among adolescents and young adults. I mean, have you, and there's also a lot of women who have reported that men just choke them without even asking. Yeah, I hate that shit. It feels... That they'll just start like, that they'll just start slapping and choking them. And I, I guess this happened to me a couple of times and it, it feels like rape. Like it actually just feels like assault in the moment. You know what I mean? Because you're not expecting it, Right. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I basically have to tell them, but like, it kind of, it kind of like actually activates my fight or flight response. Yes, it would. It would. And as a person who's like experienced like a physical ab- abuse in my past, like that, I have a very like reactive thing to it because of, yeah, unfortunately, of I've been choked by insane people before. But so it's like, it's not, it's not something you can just do to somebody without, with the expectation that they won't react violent because it's a violent act, right? Yeah, but thanks to porn, because now it's so normalised in porn, these porn-sick men just think that it's just part of sex now, and it's really, really bad. Though sexual choking has a long history, for most of history, it has been considered controversial and risky. It is controversial and risky. It's not considered. It actually is. Like, the pure mechanics of it, there's there's actually no way to 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 basically strangle somebody safely. There's no way to do it. Each time you put your hand in that region and apply any amount of pressure, there's always a risk. Uh, So sexual choking can involve using hands or limbs or the ligatures to squeeze the neck and restrict airflow. This is strangulation. That's... (laughs) This can lead to blurry vision, a loss of consciousness or even loss of bowel control, but can also cause a side effect of euphoria. So if you actually lose control of like your bowels, that's like the first stage of dying i'm not even kidding <laughs> it, but it's true like when people are about to pass away they often empty their bowels because their muscles have relaxed that's like first stage of dying yeah so i don't get the euphoria thing either like i know for some people you have to be pretty aggressive in cutting off someone's air supply to the point of like yeah of, them, of being at risk of dying for you to experience euphoria so that's why like the choking thing outside of that doesn't even really make sense right yeah it doesn't to me like as as like an erotic practice because the only way to actually get the euphoric high is like quite literally cutting off the like you have to choke someone to the point where you're cutting off the air supply to their head otherwise you wouldn't get that quote-unquote euphoric feeling otherwise so then if they're not doing it to that if people are like oh you're just kind of choking me like the question is like well then what's the like what's the erotic stimulation with that besides i guess just like the violence aspect of it there was like, do you, do you remember the choking game that was going around? I have friends that are teachers, so oh my god. No, I don't remember that. Child, okay, so uh, <laughs> maybe like, actually I think it was a while ago. It was maybe like 10 years ago now. Maybe not 10, maybe like 8 or 9 years ago. So uh, there was a trend of kids trying the t- the choking game where like they would choke their friends so they passed out. Oh my god. And gosh. it was like, it was, it was like, uh, essentially my, my friend who's a teacher said that the school had to like immediately suspend anybody who even mentioned it 
because they were so afraid. Like there was one kid that tried to do it to another kid. And then um, that kid, I think they did pass out. And after that, it was like anybody mentioning the choking game, anybody attempting the choking game, immediate suspension, because it was like, it was a thing that kids just decided to do as like a meme, but it was actually causing harm. And so when you just look at that, like, you can just think about like how impressionable children are and like where they got that from and probably some, something on TV or some porn sick kid who unfortunately was exposed to it. It's like extremely dangerous. So I don't understand why people are trying to pretend like it's a responsible activity when so often, <laughs> when so often, like it's so easy to lose control. Like if a child can strangle another child, you know what I mean? There's like the difference between a male and female and they, and, and reasonably with, with children, they're around the same strength, but a, a fully grown adult man versus an adult woman, it feels like there's no, there's like, there's so much of a size and strength differential that that would even be more dangerous than just two kids with like weak little kids, kid hands doing it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But even kids, again, like that region of the body is just so sensitive. Like, and again, people can appear to be fine. But especially if you're choked to the point of losing control of your bowels or losing consciousness, you actually need to go and see a doctor that and actually get checked over because that can easily lead to a stroke. If you cut off air supply to the brain, that's brain damage. And once your brain cells are damaged, they're not coming back. So it's really like people just don't understand how crazy fucked up this is. And just like Ro was touching upon, I don't see what sexual euphoria is worth you is going to be worth any of that. And again, the people bearing the brunt of this are women. Um, even in situations where the submissive is male, which <laughs> you know, the BDSM community love to say, when you talk about how it reflects poorly on gender dynamics, they're like, well, you know, there's male subs too. But first of all, like male subs often play the role of the woman in the dynamic anyway. So they'll be like sissy where they basically cosplay as a woman. So there's that. And also, you know, female doms, they don't go around choking male subs because they just don't have the physical strength. What tends to happen is that they get financially rinsed, which I'm all a fan of. Um, It's called financial domination. And to the shock of nobody, that's really the only kink that's acceptable to shame in the community. Probably because... Oh, wow. Interesting that. Yeah. Probably because women benefit. (laughs) Probably because women find out. But some of these women, they literally rinse these guys for like these professional findoms, as they call themselves, they literally rinse them for like their wills, inheritance. Yeah, they get a lot of money out of it. But that's the only kink that's actively shamed in the community. Wonder why that is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're so, they're so full of shit. Like they have the exact same type of patriarchal and misogynist tendencies as everybody else because they don't exist outside of our culture. They just sexualize it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird. It's just so weird that they can't, they refuse to do the mental work of unpacking that or like get angry when other people do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so the article continues, uh, the current literature fails to differentiate between choking as a game, a choking as assault and sexual choking, which this study seeks to correct. But again, but is, what's the difference? Yeah. The end result's the same. Like I just don't get it. Like, Again, the body does the body choking is a game with something the kids were doing. <laughs> exactly. And the body doesn't know the difference between you being choked because you consented in quotation marks to your Dom doing it and you being choked because Ted Bundy 2.0 is after you. It doesn't know the difference, really. I despair. Uh for their study, Debbie, I think that's pronounced Herbinick and colleagues examined 
4,242 participants who were undergraduate or graduate students recruited from a university in the Midwestern United States. Is that a Republican or Demo- the Midwest politically? Um, depends on which state. It's like, but it's it's uh, it's mostly it's mostly purple when you go to the more like eastern Midwestern states, purple to blue, and then on the western Midwestern state, they're pretty red. The ones okay. that are like straight up flyover states, and there's nothing in there. Okay, just wanted to see if there was any. As far as like, there's no made. There's not too many major cities, and they have a low population density. Those are okay. more Fair. red. So, but it's it's pretty. It's purplish. <laughs> yeah. And so participants were a 62.9% undergraduates and 37.1% graduate or professional students. That's a really badly written sentence. Anyway, the participants completed measures on demographics, social life, Greek life involvement, I'm guessing sorority involvement, a lifetime history of choking and or being choked, the age of first being choked, how many partners they've choked or been choked by, consent, the method frequency of choking, choking intensity, responses to being choked, and if they ever lost consciousness or caused a partner to lose consciousness from sexual choking. The results showed that around 40% of participants had partaken in sexual choking, and this was more common in undergraduate students than graduate students, and being choked was more common in women than men. Of course, right? <laughs> this is why I think they're all full of shit. What a shock. About this being, yeah, some kind of... um gender neutral activity or feminist activity it's just it's just the same shit different smell it's just different smell right <laughs> okay so on average participants were 19 years old when they first experimented with sexual choking but a quarter of participants reported first being choked between 10 and 17 years of age wow yeah like i said it's very common in physical abuse right it's a way to intimidate and scare children so if you've excuse if you've right. experienced like physical abuse from parents or cousins or whatever you choking is very common it's like it's a fear thing so to then take that and then try to normalize that through sexualization as an adult it feels like it's just inflicting more trauma right it's very common as also in men who end up murdering their significant others that if someone chokes you they hate you on some level right like (laughs) they choke you they're intending on inflicting damage and like that is actually most people's experiences with it until it gets like weirdly sexualized when you're an adult right so like if you have a bully a bully will choke you yeah so anybody experiencing it as a child more than experienced it 100 percent in a violent contact there's there's no context in which someone chokes you that's not intended to do harm or be violent the primary form of choking participants engaged in utilized manual choking with one's hands but rather than um with a ligature on average, intensity of... What's ligature? Sorry, what's that word? I don't know that word. A ligature is like a, um, it's like a rope or like something else besides the hands that you can tie around to choke somebody. So it can be like a rope or a scarf okay. or just, just anything else really besides your hands. On average, intensity of choking was on the low end at 3.8 out of 10, but men reported using higher intensity when choking a partner than women did. Fucking... Is anybody surprised by this? Like, I just, when they do these studies, I just wonder how they get funding. Does somebody not think this shit's fucking obvious? Like, of course men are going to use a higher intensity because especially forearm and hand strength, like men, they are vastly ahead of women. Even the average untrained man is probably stronger than a woman who like deadlifts 100 kg regularly at the gym. 
this seems like it's intent as well. Like they intend. Yeah, to they give. they're just more aggressive. Exactly, they're aggressive. It's that aggression which it's just that less than one percent of participants are shared that themselves or a partner ever lost consciousness whilst engaging in sexual choking. But most commonly, participants reported experiencing head rushes, feeling as if they can't breathe, that watering eyes, the inability to speak, and difficulty swallowing. But feeling as if they can't breathe. Yeah, being choked. <laughs> yeah, like that's... Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, pleasure from being choked was only experienced by the minority. Right. Wow, what a surprise. What a surprise. Like I said, I don't think anybody who chokes you likes you on some level. In fact, <laughs> at this point, I feel like they... They hate you. I mean, I, I'm ser- they hate you. And I don't mean that... I'm not even saying that as a joke. I'm saying that as like a serious thing. Because when I think it's about... True. And when I think about the men who like just choked me or like tried to put their hands around my neck as part of a sexual experiences versus those who didn't, they were, it's like they had some general objectification or contempt for women. Right. And, and I feel like the sex was just an opportunity for them to quote unquote display their dominance because there was some kind of underlying contempt. So I'm actually at the point that a man does that and you didn't ask him for it, that he hates he hates women on some level. Yeah, he's a misogynist. I actually think there's like a psychological thing behind it. Oh, 100% he's a misogynist. Because there are men out there, like there are women in the BDSM community who will say like, I told my boyfriend to, to slap me and to choke me and he was visibly disgusted. Like he was like, I can't do that. And again, like these these doms, a lot of them have a Madonna whore complex in that they will seek out a submissive. They can choke, slap, beat up or whatever, but they would never do it to their girlfriend or their wife as well. And so even they know they sort of compartmentalize women into the women they can, you know, use and abuse and then the women that they won't do that to. Because even they know that it's really degrading, it's really dangerous. And it's like, why would you subject somebody that you love and care about to that level of harm? Even I even think about this, like me and my sister, sister and brothers used to like fight, right? Like we would box each other. I can't remember any time, any time <laughs> we fought that we'd strangle each other. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, just... it's just like, there's like a, there's a point of like contempt doing that. <laughs> like. Like, we'd kick each other, we'd wrestle around or whatever, but, like, strangling someone to me is, like, an actual act of hatred. Like, you actually want that person to die on some level. Like, we would just fight because it was funny to fight. Or you want to risk them dying. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, just, it's just, yeah. And even the people saying, I derive pleasure from being choked, I don't really believe that. I, what they think, I think these these women we're talking about, probably they just see it as oh yeah i did it for daddy dom and that's what makes me happy they see themselves in in relation to how much they can withstand from their dom because if you go onto any of the bdsm subreddits at some point you'll see them showing off their bruises showing off their the marks around their neck or whatever and it's like they i think unfortunately they see more pleasure in being seen as a usable object than actually deriving pleasure from themselves from the act if that makes sense yeah i feel like you have to be deeply porn sick at that point because it's not like i said deeply porn sick and male identified to be honest male identified because if there's no like exact i'm trying to figure out like how to describe it but like okay there's nerve endings in the clitoris you know if you actually choke someone to the point of passing out that maybe they'll have an orgasm you know, from asphyxiation, like people have the erotic asphyxiation, but people that just like glamorize being punched and having bruises and just being choked just for the aesthetic of it, like that I can't think of any explanation besides male identification. Like it's, it's just like them embodying the porn sick 
aesthetic of a woman who's into that. Yeah. Right? So... We found that more undergraduate students rated being choked as very pleasurable compared to graduate students, which may reflect the rapid pace with which choking has moved into the mainstream among young people. The researchers noted. They said what? It said basically undergraduate students were more likely to say that being choked was pleasurable like versus graduate students. So there's an age difference. So the younger the participant, the more likely they are to say that being choked is very pleasurable. I'm guessing, I'm, I'm just going to spitball here, but maybe these younger undergraduate students, they've not had much sexual experience. So they can't actually see that they're not getting a good deal. And it's perception, right? Because I think a lot of times they're influenced by the perception that it should be pleasurable, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So yeah. often I think it's easy to influence women, especially in these sexualist studies, to a certain result. Because if you've been told all your life, like, oh, it's pleasurable to do this, or, or like they're experimenting and they still like the taboo aspect of it. Because I remember, you know, when you're young and you're more experimenting sexually, like you just think like, oh, I'm doing something kind of taboo or like I can withstand a certain level of abuse and so you find that you find that sexy more so than the act itself yeah then once you start yeah. to learn the thought process behind the act you find it way less sexy and just realize oh wait you know and the article continues and yet for a sexual practice that is consequential to health and potentially lethal we were struck that a minority of participants albeit a sizable minority described being choked as very pleasurable if it is not very pleasurable and yet carries significant risks, it is curious how choking has grown so quickly in prevalence. I think it's just become part of the sex posse media and as an extension, it's now part of pick-me politics, really. Yeah, pretty much. That's really it. At this particular study took significant steps in better understanding the characteristics of sexual choking. Despite this, there are limitations to note. And one such limitation is that measures were all self-report and people frequently don't remember if they lose consciousness in sexual choking situations. That is also true. There's also something called the social desirability bias in psychology that really affects self-report questionnaires in that people, even though they know that their answers aren't going to be consumed by the general public, but they will still answer in a way that is socially desirable to them. So, you know, let's say if an undergraduate generally didn't like choking, but the dominant narrative is that choking is fine, it's sex positive, it's kinky, you're cool, whatever, they will still answer in a way that affirms choking as a practice because of social desirability bias, that they want to be seen as being socially desirable as well. Additionally, this study did not differentiate between choking that stops breathing, choking that prevents blood flow to the brain, or choking that does both. This can be significant for how choking affects the body and what side effects people experience. With choking now prevalent among youth, it will be important for parents, educators and clinicians to consider how to educate young people about choking during sex, its potential for lethality and health consequences, as well as legal consequences for those who cause injury or death by choking their partners. This is actually a really understated point, is that in a lot of jurisdictions, I know in the UK and Canada, and I think the US, some states, BDSM is actually illegal because a person cannot consent to their own harm. So even if somebody has given consent for choking, that consent is not deemed valid by law because they you can't consent to your own harm. 
like legally obviously in practice that doesn't hold up in a court of law because the the court system is also a piece of shit for patriarchy but actually it's not that's actually quite a good point is that it's not actually legal and i know in the uk the recent domestic the new domestic violence bill that came out in 2021 has specifically called um like non-fatal strangulation which is what choking is a crime yeah, you, I mean, it's it's quick. It's interesting. I don't know if there was any cases in the United States because I haven't looked into it, but I know the we can't consent to this movement that was in the UK was because there are specific cases where men were using. Yeah, the rough sex defense. Yes, yeah. uh, rough sex as, de- as a defense. There's been a couple cases in the U- United States where someone died as a result of rough sex and it was like left alone in the media because the perception was that like, I forget exactly how it was it was framed but it was like the person was arrested it was thought that more than likely the person died uh, as a result of rough sex and so rather than say that they gave them like involuntary manslaughter charges rather than like first and second degree murder so there's been a couple of cases like that but i don't know if it was like i don't know if it's been to the extent that it's been in the uk there's been a couple of women who have died due to the rough sex defense i think since 1970 i think about 70 i want to say 70 men have tried to use that defense so yeah um and again with this whole thing around the safe word as well like if somebody's got if somebody's lost consciousness if somebody can't breathe if they can't speak how can you expect them to use a safe word they also say you can use a safe signal if you're being choked but again that's not going to help you if you've lost consciousness like it's not going to help you uh, given the challenges, hmm? and I googled it, it seems like so much of it, so much of the discussion about choking during sex and the resulting murders have occurred in the UK, meaning like outside the US. So I'm wondering if it's because often, I think in the United States, like you get at minimum involuntary manslaughter. Minimum is it a federal crime? Is is that a federal crime, manslaughter? Well, it's a felony. It depends on like what jurisdiction you committed in, but like it's generally a, like a, a felony. But it's in a you know whatever state you committed in. Damn it! Ever since I've 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 heard that federal prisoners don't get parole, I'm just like just make this like a federal crime. So if they get like 20- well, it depends. Like it has to be a crime against the state, which is different. Ah, so like we don't have okay. Yeah, so like that's a completely different thing. Like crimes against other people versus like uh crimes against the state or or crimes that occur across state lines so like if you choke someone and you bring them from like uh, ohio to illinois or something then that becomes a federal crime because they require because it's uh you're transporting someone across state lines so it's just it's just like a difference in where the crime is committed what states the crime is committed in if it's like if it has like implications for the larger state that's a different type of thing. Right, okay. It's a di- it's difference between like, okay, if you get caught with possession or growing drugs in your backyard versus like you're you're importing drugs from over the border or or importing drugs between states or something like that. Right, okay. I see. Given the challenges of providing a medically accurate information to young people about even basic sexual health information, we acknowledge that most high schools will not address choking or rough sex. 
nor would most teachers likely have sufficient expertise in this understudied area to teach about choking in a way that is accurate and does not further stigmatise already marginalised communities. The BDSM community, if they are marginalised, it's entirely their own fault. If they weren't busy shoving their kinks in everybody's face, kink shaming would not be a thing. And if they just basically shut the fuck up about people expressing discomfort with BDSM in general in a valid and constructive way, then it would also not be an issue. But they put themselves out there and then play the victim when it's not well received. And it's like, your bedroom preferences don't have to be common knowledge. Like, we don't have to see your bruises. We don't have to see you being, you know, led around on a leash in public. We don't have to see you in fetish gear at pride events. Like, if they are marginalised, it's entirely their own doing. Again, before BDSM became mainstream, BDSM has been around for a very, very long time. Kink shaming is only a recent invention purely because people are just talking about it more openly when nobody asked them to. They're not marginalised and I feel like, again, this is a complete insult to people who are genuinely sexually marginalised, like people who are bisexual, people who are gay. You being into, you know, if a man is into beating up women in the bedroom, that's not going to get him the death penalty, unfortunately, in a lot of places, whereas being gay actually will. Um, And this is where we're seeing the real consequence of the BDSM community trying to hitch their, trying to hitch their wagon and struggles to the LGBT plus community. But by extension, the poly community are also trying to do that as well. Yeah, I really hate that. And I kind of see why there's been a movement as of late for lesbians and gays to kind of separate themselves from the rest of the letters (laughs) because they're like, we're not like, we're just homosexuals. We're not into all this other shit. That's clearly a choice, right? Like you're not like, yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like there was an early discussion about how like sexuality is not a choice and that basically that some people's sexual orientation is either heterosexual or homosexual or somewhere in between and then there came all these people that were like i have to wear a puppy mask and be uh, spanked with a tennis racket and it's my sexuality and i can't help it and you guys have to accept this and i'm like we don't actually i mean you can do whatever you want in a free country per se but the idea that like that's the same as being a heterosexual as and a homosexual like your sexual orientation is kind of insane right like and i kind of see why a lot of gays and lesbians are trying to like separate themselves from the rest of the like the queer because queer community because people are just slowly backing away into the bush like homer simpson style (laughs) honestly that's what it seems like because there's just like fully insane people who are trying to just push whatever agenda they have under the the lgbtq banner and like i feel like that's not really fair and it's offensive let's be real like offense if again like you won't get the death penalty if you're into being choked by your partner anywhere in the world exactly and the fact in fact the more like if you go to like the middle east or africa they would be like yeah that's great because again it reinforces their gender dynamics this is why it's laughable when they think that they're reinventing the wheel it's like you're not you're really not Men think not being able to be perverts in public is uh, oppression. Is oppression, right? It's legitimately oppression, yeah. Because let's be clear, that's it's mostly the males of the you know alphabet lettered community. I don't know all the the letters right now. So LGBTQIA plus plus something. Um, like <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm actually asking. So I don't know either because they're they've been add, adding a bunch of like acronyms. So yeah, and so it's gone from like, hey, people have a different sexual orientation to like. 
quite literally, if you say anything about whatever sexual behavior I have, even if I'm doing it in public, then you're the one with the problem, which is kind of crazy. Because I'm like, once again, if they were just mostly doing this within their own home, no one would really care or know. But it's become like public discussion because they want to like quite literally parade it, right? Or like put it on, put it on media, put their their sexuality as part of their identity or part of their LGBTQI identity. And some of these people are just spicy straight, which a lot of the le- gays and lesbians have pointed out, <laughs> right? Like they just, they're in completely heteronormative relationships, but they just like want to have like weird sex. And so now they think they're oppressed, which I think is really. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's just offensive yeah. and stupid. Like <laughs> it's legit offense. It's just... Like you having weird sex is not like on anywhere near the level of, like gays and lesbians not being able to get married right like that's just a completely different no like no like nothing's like it's just it's just yeah like but again it's that need to be special and different that is also contributed to this as well like the idea it's just like when we're talking about you do you remember the praise kinks and we found out there was literally just somebody just yes. saying nice things to you. Nice thing to you is now a praise king. That's literally what it is. And it's now a kink. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just that need to be special that I think as well. And again, a lot of these people, they just make... This is this is why I, I found the community quite repelling at one point because I would go to parties or events and people would just... Being a sub was their whole identity. Like, you couldn't even have a conversation with them without saying, this is what I need to call my daddy. Like, I I have this protocol. Like, I have to do this. Or they would be like, you would literally message them and they would say, I can't talk to you unless my daddy approves. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm not interested in your dynamic. Stop trying to get me involved in it. Yeah. It's become a very polarizing cultural moment. So it's interesting to see, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out because yes, there's been a lot of things that are clearly, clearly being pushed that are harmful towards a lot of people, but especially women under the guise of sex positivity, uh, kink positivity, queer positivity, you know, so many things like that. So I think there's, you know, there's clearly like a culture war about it and it'll be interesting to see where Gen Z shakes out. I think they're probably going to shake out how how we're kind of shaking out, which is like totally fine to be gay and lesbian but it's a completely different thing to be pushing kink on people against their will right <laughs> so i don't exactly. know so yeah let us know your thoughts about bdsm choking slash strangulation slash kink shaming in the comments and we will see you next week Bye bye